Welcome, friends, to the Recovering Reality Podcast. I am your host, Eric Fredrickson. Before we jump into this powerful podcast today, we just want to make sure you're aware of a long list of powerful resources that are completely free through our website. Jump on the website, recoveringreality.com, get a free ebook, 13 pages, filled with over two dozen media links, tons of questions and insights to help you get you thinking different, encouraged, and full of hope. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It has over 60 recovery-based videos on there to fill you with encouragement and hope. And of course, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast here yet, make sure you do that and go through the library and check out over 80 podcasts that can fill your mind with hope and encouragement for your recovery. Thanks for joining, guys. Enjoy the podcast. Yeah, I was partying, uh, you know, and then through my life and then motorcycle accident in 2008 uh, I was prescribed uh, prescription pain medicine for uh, four to six months and then uh, I uh, you know that's when I realized that hey I, I you know I want I, I, I have a I probably you know have a problem I was starting to drug seek after that after they cut me off of them um, and then it's just slowly years, a couple years later, I was, you know, buying them off the street and then money gets expensive. Uh, and then my wife started finding out, you know, money missing here and there. And then I was introduced by a friend to, you know, uh, uh, opiates and or, or heroin and fentanyl. Uh, and and then it didn't take but a year after that. Um, everything fell apart, lost. My wife moved out. Uh, hid myself from everybody and everything and all that I lived for was that was dark times man so born and raised in Ohio yes I was born in Cleveland uh, I, I grew up uh, in Parma Ohio that's where my mom's family was from my mm -hmm. my grandfather and my grandma were the uh, the glue to the you know the, the to my family my younger my younger years but then tragically my grandfather passed away when we were 7 mm -hmm. and then that started uh you know uh it pulled us away from my grandma and grandpa were church religious you know uh and uh, that kept us together as a family united but then when the, after my grandpa died uh that's when my dad uh w w struggled with alcoholism that side of the family did and it didn't take long up until I was probably 12 years old, a lot of fighting, uh, stuff like that went on in the house, arguments, you know, and I turned to uh, marijuana and did that for a long time. But uh, uh, I did that for a long time, but it was always, what's cool now is that I know God, uh, even when I wasn't seeking him, he was always there. And, and it's interesting, I could look back <clears> on <throat> mine too, and I look back, I'm like, I should have died there. Yeah. There. That should that could have happened. That should have happened. Yep. yep. And I, I just like I said, he, he put a strong work ethic in me because my mom was really what 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 kept my sister and I, you know, together uh, through, you know, the chaos of you know, you know, it's just alcoholism, addictions, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just our family has struggled with that. And uh, it, my mom worked three jobs, you know. And it, it was it was it was tough when we were growing up, you know. And then when my mom and dad separated, is when I started working. I was 14, and from then on, I pr pretty much, you know, didn't look back, man. Uh, 
worked. God always put God, God always put always put work there. I was, you know, working in steel workers by the time I was 18, school, graduated, all that, you know, but always partied, you know. Uh, you know, pot started it, you know. It's safe <clears> to say you, you were so you were smoking weed, drinking, but functioning. Functioning, yes. Yeah. Decent grades, yep. working hard, doing yep. all this. Yeah, money was my motivating factor to get a get a, to what I thought was to get away from that. That would get me away from that life that I grew up in. I ran away from yeah. something that I fell right into, you know, after the motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that, that cycle, you know, and uh, but uh, you know God's grace, you know. And I, I, I did that. I met my wife when I was uh, in the year 2004. Um, uh, and, you know, everything was good, man. Family life, good job, career. Mm-hmm. And what was the career? Uh, I was a, a, a level two uh, safety inspector for uh, OSHA, ANSI, and uh, NFPA. So you married, <clears throat> good job, mm-hmm. providing well for the family. Yes, sir. Still smoking weed, drinking mm-hmm. daily? Uh you know what? I wouldn't say daily, but it was, you know, consistent. Consistent, yeah, on the cuz I traveled a lot, so it was on the weekends, but yeah, and me and my wife both, you know, uh we both partaked in partying together. Sure. How you old know? did you at this point? Uh we would have been it would have been 25. 25. Yeah, 25, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh things took a turn for you. Yeah, they did. Uh about 4 years into our relationship, I was, uh, it was, I was drinking. Uh, I, uh, was, uh, I, I know I had, I had smoked, um, and, uh, uh, I was, I rode motorcycles, you know, and went out messing around on a bike I shouldn't have been on and, uh, got in a really bad accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No gear, no helmet, no nothing. So that was a time. How bad, how bad was it? I was I I, I, I fractured my back, uh, tore my L4, my L5, broke my fibula, tore the skin off my face, like up my head right here. My Oakleys ripped my forehead open. Uh, I skinned my hands completely off, like off. And my you know my wife had to uh, take care of me for, bathe me and everything for like like an infant for like six weeks. So yeah, and that's. That's how that those painkillers came in, you know, and I had, you know, never really, I mean, I had might have taken one for a tooth pain here and there throughout the past, but, you know, but it was never, you know, it was never like what it was when I was, I was in a serious pain, you know what I mean? I should have died. I slid on my face at 80 mile an hour, you know, uh, and uh, road rash, like I said, it was, it was pretty bad, put both my teeth through my lip. It was, I mean, I messed myself up pretty bad. And uh, so I was on, you know, Percocet and Vicodin for, uh, I was taking up to upward to six to eight of those a day and never taking them before, you know, just to dull the pain. I would only sleep an hour or so for about the first month and a half, my wife taking care of me. And that's where that cycle started. <clears throat> Safe to say uh, addiction sunk its hooks deep in you. It did. At that, at that spot. So what, so what does that look like, man? So, so what happened when they stopped prescribing those? Well, it's funny that uh, God, Holy Spirit, um, before I even knew, now I know, but uh, once I've, I come to know Christ, you know, um, now I, He's shown me those things. But uh, there was a moment when He told me, 
here's where it's going to go bad. It's, it's kind of wild, man. Uh, I went in to, with my wife too. And, and there was, a, there, you know, it says I make a partner fit for you, mm -hmm. you know, and to become one flesh. And, uh, he, he made a partner fit for me and she was there with me, but I still, I went around her. Uh, and that's when I knew I had a problem, you know, or addiction. I didn't know what addiction looked like then, mm -hmm. you know, now I do, of course, but, uh, I, uh, the doctor was going to cut me off of them, and I actually was able to get one more prescription off of them. I went, uh, when my wife had walked out of the room, I went in, can you just give me one more script? Mm -hmm. And he did. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that moment, I knew, you know, and I knew, I know, I know now, you know, that that was, that was the turning point. That was, that was when it was all downhill. Mm -hmm. After that, it was, you know, I had got that last prescription and, of course, went right through that, and then, you know, I had to, okay, now what do I do? You know, drug seeking, doctors, oh, I hurt my ankle, you know. Would you get them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. hurt my ankle. Can't sleep. Yeah. My back hurts. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I might as well go to the dentist. Yeah, yeah. Got a little cavity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They give you Percocets, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. That gets expensive. That it did. <laughs> Hospital bills. That, that runs runs its course. Mm -hmm. um, winded. When did bad turn to worse with all that? Um, well, I, I, I had, uh, that had come to an end, of course. Um, uh, the opiate epidemic, uh, I, I'm not good with the timeline as far as the year that happened. Uh, it was probably like, what, 2010-ish or so, mm -hmm. maybe. Uh, you, they, they were cutting people off because of the Oxycontin problem they were having. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so I had, a, I had had a friend you know, um, and he was prescribed in a pain management, you know, so uh, that's how that started for, I did that for a little while, uh, for probably a year, hiding money, you know, 200 bucks a month, you know, made good money. So I was able to hide that to buy those. But, uh, then that, then that didn't last. Like I said, it might've lasted a year. Um, and my wife, of course, knew who he was, you know, we were good friends she started to notice, you know, what's going on. And then finally you come to the point where you got to come clean. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You still lie a little bit, you know, but, but, but you kind of, oh, yeah, you know, this is what's going on. I'm just in a lot of pain, honey, mm -hmm. just in a lot of pain. And you know, she, your spouse loves you. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't know nothing about addiction, what that looks like. So she, that, she put that into an end. Uh, and then that's when I found out what being dope sick was. Uh, for the first time ever, because I never had to worry about it. I always had money. I had a good job, uh, so I never really, really thought about it. So I, uh, and that's when I turned to the streets. I had a buddy that had made that transfer years, a, a couple years before that, in, sure. to heroin, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, that's when I started doing that. And that was a lot cheaper. It was really potent, so I didn't need as much. And then that just it didn't. It wasn't a year, and then life just fell apart. <clears throat> so in and out of rehabs yeah i um first my wife left it took my wife to leave uh you know i just pushed her out the door i would hide downstairs you know i had a finished basement bathrooms i just hide down there mm -hmm. you know my son you know i'd be sick oh it's the flu you know because i couldn't hide money this month because she was watching the account or whatever mm -hmm. and, and then just you know seclusion you know, and then separation, yeah, between me and her. And uh, so I, uh, that, it took her to leave uh, in 2015. And then 
uh, I went, I ended up, well, there was a video on TV. I, I was so broken, man, and lost that they were gone. You know, I pushed them out of the house. She had got her own place. That was, you know, horrible. You know, I just felt lost. This is the only, my little buddy right here. Hmm. He was with me through it all. And uh, so I went into, I, there was a thing on TV. Um, and what was the worst mistake I made? It was a rehab in Florida. I went down to Florida and that's when I was actually introduced to using uh, a needle. I was down in Florida, but up to then I just crushed pills and snorted them, you know. Uh, but uh, so I did that uh, rehab there. You know that was just it just it, worse and worse and worse. You know the progression. What, um, what year is this now? So that's did, right at the end of 2015. 2015, Florida. Come yeah. Back, now using a needle. Yep. Came home, still working, mind you. I was an aerial inspector. You know, I, I, as long as I had drugs. I, w I was good to go, you know what I mean? I, and I was still working all the time, man, working on million-dollar fire equipment, you know, trucks and bucket trucks and cranes. That's what I did. I inspected them. And uh, it didn't last long, though. Um, uh, my wife then, you know, filed for divorce. Um, I, like I said, I abandoned them. I didn't give them any choice, and I know that now. But uh, so I, I, I had you know, did that for a month or two months. And then I was at a firehouse and I was just so, like I said, just, just the enemy just kept me so empty and lost and broke. And I, I didn't know what to do, man. And, and I did like a, it was like a cry out for help is when I first got in trouble is I stole, I, st I thought, Oh, good idea. You know how I can get myself in a rehab, you know, and get help was I'll steal something from the fire department. Cause I knew where the drugs were kept <laughs> and I'd never got in trouble ever in my whole You've life never, been up to tr in never never got never got in any trouble that's crazy the how twisted our thinking gets deep in that spot you think something like stealing pain medication <laughs> from a ambulance yeah an ambulance fire station, yep fire station. in a lot in a lockbox i box. won't get caught mm -hmm. right just uh distorted perspective. yeah distorted thinking yeah mm -hmm. yeah man and then after that like I said, I, 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 you know, took, took the medication out of the box, put it all back. And then, of course, after that, shame, regret. I was like, oh, no, what did I do? You know, I used the drugs, of course, though. Of course, you know, definitely did that. Um, might as well, you know. And then after that, it wasn't long. You know, they had within a week, you know, I, well, I, what I had heard, it was within weeks that they knew something. You know, we had got a phone call. You know, work got involved then, and of course denial, denial as I've did the you know five years before that, when the addiction started, it was, you know, it was denial. Nothing's nothing's wrong with me. I, I just you know I I can get through this. You know. <clears throat> so it's one rehab up to this point. Mm -hmm. A very quick tailspin of destruction. What uh, what was that rock bottom? The rock bottom was shortly after that. It was it was shortly after that. This this would have been coming into uh, uh, May of uh, 2016. Um, I had, uh, like I said, it was about two weeks after that 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 had happened that we'd got phone calls, and then two more weeks after that, police come to my house. Um, and about the ambulance. About the ambulance, yeah, and I uh, denied it, denied it. In that process, when they come to my house, that was like, oh, man, what do I do now, you know? 
well, I gotta get, I gotta get, it, I gotta get clean. I, well, I not even clean. I gotta get help. So my aunt, you know, the, God puts people in your life, you know, which is so awesome. And my aunt reached out to me because her son had went through, uh, uh, he had alcoholism, you know, early in his, you know, his, uh, you know, early adulthood, and uh, was successful. He's got five years clean now, actually. And uh, he went through a program called uh, Glen Bay, up in Ashtabula. So I was like, oh man, I can get away from this. I'll just get into Glen Bay and then the cops won't come after me, mm -hmm. you know? So I did that. I got into Glen Bay. Well, guess what problems were still there mm -hmm. when I got back? And I didn't complete Glen Bay. I ended up getting heroin dropped off there. Sure. Yeah, 15 days into it, this is horrible, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, you know, realizing with that, you know, that long, 15 days was like years yeah. without being, without, without your, your you know, your uh, medic, you know, Medicaid opiates, you know, drugs, you know, and uh, so I got kicked out of there within 15 days. Came back, still using. Cops came in, came came to the house, and then I, you know, I finally broke down, lost, you know, what I thought was a breakthrough, but um, I, I had caught a, you know, they had said, hey, just we know you did it, you know, just, and I finally came clean, and you know, they walked me down like they said, they were awesome. Uh, and they walked me, they took me down there, they got me right out, you know. But in that window of, you know, waiting, you know, they said, we'll get you help. Well, that window was like 30 days. Well, what do I do for 30 days? Get high. Get high. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's that, the sort of thinking you were talking about. And uh, so I'll just get high. And well, that didn't happen. And like I said, that's, that's where you know, you know, now I know God was intervening and all that. And, and it's just because I was going to, kill myself you know the addiction was going to kill me and uh I, I, there was no stopping and only he knows that and uh i uh i i went to go get you know heroin and uh i had i literally picked it up and i got pulled over two seconds later you know <laughs> God yeah yeah we're done yeah we're done yeah <laughs> yep. yep and i so i did that then that's where jail started county jail there was no more rehabs after that there, there was correctional, I, I won't say, there was rehab facilities, but, you know, uh, county jail-based, you know, yeah, yeah. programs. Um, and uh, so I did that, you know, uh, they put me in a program called, uh, it was CBCF, which is a lockdown facility. Uh, and it was, it was actually pretty, God used it. It really did. For 10 months, I was clean, man. And uh it, 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 things were looking around. My wife was, my ex-wife was starting to talk to me. Again, you know, I was working a program uh, through my aunt. Like I said, learned about AA. Uh, so I was using all those tools, uh, and they were working, man. And then, uh, uh, like I said, uh, I thought that was, you know, I was good. Well, then I got, I got out in uh, 2017. And my wife and I started talking again, uh, trying to build a relationship for our son. And, you know, we started, but, and this is where church was introduced. She had been talking uh, to a girl she went to school with that. Her dad was a pastor, which coincidentally I paint with now. That's uh, a career that I do now. But um, I, uh, uh, we started going to church. Well, the enemy comes right in, man, to seek, kill, and destroy. And... Uh, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't done taking shots at me. Uh, I started working for a guy right when I got out of the program, and somebody I knew partied with in the past. You would think not a good idea, right? Mm -hmm. 
but I got to provide for my family. Well, I go go to work with him, and uh, that's where I learned to paint. Uh, he was using, co-workers was using, but uh, they were using methamphetamines. So I'm like, oh, wow, well, I didn't do that. Uh, so that's that addiction. I started using that. And then with going to church, I was going to church too. That's what started going to church, me being introduced for a couple months. But I started using methamphetamines after that, just a little bit here and there, and that it didn't end up like that. I believe that the opiates really messed with my chemistry and got that addiction, you know. And I just, I started... It was just a crazy madness for, for about a month. And then I ended up, uh, it was God come come right in, you know. I, I started learning who Jesus was in the church while I was doing that, you know what I mean? Thinking I had it together. And uh, I had to, I was still, because of the program, I was I still had to drop. I had to do urine analysis. And, uh, well, of course, I used. And within weeks, I, I hadn't been dropped since I'd been out of the program. I got dropped. I'm like, what? You know, you know, I mean, I so I got dropped, thrown back in jail for 30 days. Well, in that 30-day, you know, window of being in jail for the last time in 2000, uh, it would have been sept September of, uh, of uh, 2017, I, uh, um, I was in jail, and that was rock bottom. That was like, wow, what did I do? I was doing so good, you know, and uh, in that it was so cool. It's just for God, for he knows, for it says, for I know the plans I have for you. Everybody loves that verse. And, uh, he does, man. And he put me in a cell with three other guys that were reading the Bible. And it, it was amazing, man. And it was like, and I, I had learned this through the church. You know, I didn't grab onto it. We were going to a church called Relentless. That's where my wife got tied into this, you know, within that year of, um, I was in, in the program. She had met this girl, started up. Our, we actually are still in a business called It Works. And that's what started her connecting with Lindsay in the church, which is our pastor now, mm -hmm. Pastor Lindsay Schumann. Um, and uh, so it was cool. God was working all through that, that, that with my wife and got us into that church. And I started hearing the word in there. And then, like I said, though, I stumbled. I, you know, I, I, I relapsed and... Uh, of course, got caught for it, uh, sat in jail for 30 days, like I said, but I was in the uh, uh, cells with the uh, other guys that were reading the Word. There was, they were telling me about the chapel they had in there in the jail, so, and I had heard what it meant to be, you know, to be saved, to give my life to Christ. And in the first uh, two weeks, you know, I was like, that was it. I heard my wife on the phone, broken, man, why? Why? You know, did not understand, he lost. Why did you do this again? You know, your son is, you know, I missed my son's basketball game. He was lost, you know, in that time. I was supposed to go to a basketball game when I got arrested. And uh, so I, I just, I, I broke down, man. And I was like, oh, here's what I'm going to change. And I gave my life to Christ. So here you're incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jesus meets you in jail. Yeah, man. You surrender your life. I did, yes. And your life is, begins to be transformed rather quickly yes what is that what does that look like uh like as i said i gave my life to christ i ended up i got out and you know he was just opening doors for me uh i came to that surrender point finally and he gave me opportunities that they then put me in a program called turning point i was out it wasn't like a like a program like that it was just i had to follow rules got he put 
you know, uh, I did some classes, thinking for a change, thinking errors. I did. Uh, I had a counselor, a therapist, and he put all these things in play to 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 build me up and to you know to to, to a new creation, as he says. And uh, uh, he 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 used relentless. You know, they I had I'd got a uh, he would had put you know out, put put things in my you know choices for me to make I, I they they had talked to the church to you know for another guy for me to work with as far as a mentor spiritual mentor and I ended up getting plugged in the food ministry and uh you know along with you know building a relationship with Jesus I you know I had him uh pastor Greg Walker to uh to bounce off what I was going through in my everyday uh walk now because I had never That's done that daily Daily, yes. What does this? What do these <clears throat> tools look like in real time yep. on a daily basis? Yep, it was prayer. You know, I'd get up every morning. I still do it to this day, man. I I get up and I pray. I, I listen. To, all I listen to now is worship, and it's just how uh, how God has renewed my mind. Um, and I, I read scripture now. I listen to the Bible. I get up at five a.m. with my my little buddy here. Uh, take him outside. Smoky. Yep, Smoky Puppy. I get up with him every morning at 5 a.m. I do not waver from that. Mm-hmm. I don't get, oh, one day I'll do it this day. I'll do it tonight. No, it's seven days a week. Mm-hmm. I do it every day. I'm a, uh, my wife and I are welcome leaders at the church. My son is an usher. He helps in the kids' room. And every day it's just, you know, practical steps. I'll, you know, if, if I can help people, you know, I go out and do ministry in the streets. You know, people that are homeless, other addicts, you know, from God building me up, it's now let me be able to help people uh, in that in that way to give back, to give back, and it's just uh, a daily thing, though, moment by moment, you know, a surrender, a surrender to Him, and just you know, knowing that you know my situations in life are going to be down here sometimes, but I don't have to be. I'm up here because you know I was pulled from the pit, as people, you know. Bible says, you know, and, and, and the life now is just, he's given me everything back, you know. You and your wife got divorced. Oh, yeah. The, and you mm-hmm. are now. Remarried. Yes. Yes, yeah, restoration. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got remarried in uh, uh, May 24th. We should be mad at me if I didn't remember the exact date. <laughs> I think it was May, yeah, May 24th. We Sorry, honey. Sorry, honey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, May 24th, and man, it's it's just amazing, you know, those those steps he's he through the church through you know through him he he wiped out over three thousand dollars worth of fines that the the court system you know the turning point program i was going through uh, they gave me ten dollars an hour for every hour that i gave to the church mm-hmm. and they they were they quit counting after like i got over four thousand dollars in hours <laughs> and it paid off all my court fines awesome. everything man and, and god it's just it got us so good and uh, but it takes it takes uh, for me uh, it takes my free will to give him my will for his, mm-hmm. and that's just uh, it's a pretty good exchange. It's amazing exchange, <laughs> brother. Amazing exchange because in my addiction, I didn't think there was an end. I, I didn't want there. I just wanted it to end, mm-hmm. you know. And that if that meant for me to, you know. To, to go on and for my wife and family not to have, my wife and son not to have to have me in it that was that's where how where my mind was at then you know that, and I got it I got them back you know man, man. it's so awesome more, man. <clears throat> you, tell, you know that topic of surrender comes up 
That's it, man. You know, when your heels are sunk in and you're there and you're staying in, in your addiction, surrender comes up and we think of it like, well, it means I'm defeated. Mm-hmm. I'm not surrendering. But it took me a while in recovery to realize, no, no, surrendering is surrendering to victory. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah. victory. That's it, victory, man. And now all I look for is like what in in my prayer life. What are you gonna do now, God? I, when I go outside with the dog, I, I look. I love the stars. Lord knows I love the stars. I just look up at them and I just talk to the Lord and I'm, what what today? What encounter are we gonna have? And it's just amazing the things He shows me. Now, that doesn't happen from sitting here on the couch. That happens to get into the field and to to go give back. And and the more I give to Him, the more He reveals Himself to me every day you know and that's just that's that transfer that new heart and the new spirit that he gives us when we give him everything you know we have to lay down ourselves and carry our cross you know and it's it's just uh it's worth it. it it's it's just amazing he walks you through it man because it's to that to try to tell people you know what that well how do you do that i, I really you just you just do it. I, you know, I don't. You get to work. Yeah, you get to work, man. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 just going dead to what you want to do, what you used to do. That people put the practical things, people, places, and things. Got rid of those. You know, what do I replace that with? More people that are doing what what, what God wants them to do. You know, in the church. You replace it with what you gave up. You just put mm-hmm. the right people. Yep, that's it. Yep, yep, that's it, man. Give 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 that up and. You know, you know, go back into where I was once at meetings, recovery. You know, my heart now is to 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 keep doing. You know, you know, my heart would be in to be if I, you know, to be an outreach pastor of some kind to do. You know, I love working with you know people that need food, and I've I, that's kind of what I do now. I'm a, I'm a representative for the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, man. Uh, you know, I have a key to the church. You know, it's like, I think about that, it's like, that is the coolest thing probably, man, is that who would have gave Brad that, you know, if you would have known me before, you know, in my, in my active addiction, you wouldn't, you know, I would have, I would have took your TV when you turned, you know, when you were at home, you know what I mean? And it's just, uh, it's just amazing, man. But it, it takes work, like you said. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Recovering Reality Podcast. If you're interested in recovery coaching, please reach out to us. Get plugged into a free 20-minute session so we can get you on the road to transformation. If nothing changes, then nothing changes. You can start a brand new life starting today. Look forward to hearing from you guys. Thanks for joining us.